Oh shoot, we do, haven't really do, talked do, about do, this at all. Oh, dang it. Oh, okay, try again. What's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Catholic Youth Ministry Podcast, your home for practical and inspiring formation for your professional vocation. How are you doing, Edmund? Mm, I'm doing great. Good. I'm excited. This is episode four. I'm doing good too. You didn't ask. <laughs> How are you doing, Nick? I've. I mean, I'm not doing as well. I don't as care. I, was about, I don't care about at a all. Minute ago. I don't care at all. <laughs> uh, I'm really excited about today's episode. Why don't you tell people what the what the topic is? Yeah, for today? yeah, exactly. So today's episode is about discerning, like the missionary call, uh, as the director of youth ministry, mm-hmm. uh, and, and is is there a difference from <laughs> the missionary call? Uh, from just being the youth minister, mm-hmm. yeah, um, and so th- I think this that's uh, an important distinction, uh, one that we're going to be discussing today, yeah, and we hope that it bears fruit for you guys. And we're slowly building up. We talked about what is youth ministry. Um, we talked to right, right, yeah. Episode one was what is youth ministry. Yeah. We've talked about who we are and our background, mm-hmm. and we want to talk about discerning a call to be a director of youth ministry, which we've touched on a little bit in the last episode. Yeah. about the difference between the director of youth ministry and the youth minister. Um, but today I thought we'd go a little bit deeper into like who actually, like what, what does it mean to be called to parish youth ministry as the director mm-hmm. and how to discern that. And then hopefully in the next episode we'll cover then just practically like, how do you get a job? Yeah. So we're building up pretty, I'm hoping like kind of logically, like how you literally do this, you know, from step one. Definitely. So, um, you know, just to start here, I think this is really important. This is some a, a stage in maybe the life we'd say of a youth minister that is very, very important, especially like the first three years, because the first three years of youth ministry are going to be very, very difficult. It's It could be one of the biggest challenges you might have ever faced. And it's really important to be very, very clear about why you're in youth ministry. Like, what is your role? And we've talked about what youth ministry is and the mission of God a little bit, and we'll touch on it again. But it's so important to be clear about what your job is. And I think most youth ministers that I've experienced that are really struggling in either their job or struggling with coworkers or struggling with their parish, a lot of times it comes down to uncertainty about what the job of the youth minister actually is. Yeah, yeah. And, and I think like those first couple or three years – are so difficult because they actually don't realize like the, the actual duties and responsibilities of a parish mm-hmm. youth minister, like a, a professional one yeah. too, because they might come from a background just purely as a missionary or maybe, you know, just like a, an amazing core team member who got a job somewhere else, you know, as a youth ministry, but didn't have any of that kind of background. So then they'll come into the position. Like let, let's take like some sort of uh, like, Let's say if you were like a net missionary mm-hmm. and you were on a parish team or something like that. And so your whole conception of youth ministry is doing like really amazing evangelistic outreach. Mm-hmm. Uh, then on top of that, doing one-on-one discipleship and then also uh, like a discipleship focusing uh, groups like dispersed throughout, uh, you know, all grades and having, uh, I don't know, just various forms of like mentorship in that too. Yeah. Uh, but 
But then when you come in, then you actually find out that, oh, man, there's parish politics to mm -hmm. worry about. There's uh, a budget to worry about. Oh, my yeah. gosh, these kids want food as well. But the parents also want this, too. Yeah. And now i got to fill out check requests for these things. I you're need pulled to in 100 directions, yeah. For the diocese or from the diocese to do all these things. And you're just like, I just want to make disciples. Yeah. You know, and so and, and that's that that is really great. And but I think some people get so um, bogged down by parish ministry or, or they just uh, kind of conclude that, you know, just like, yeah, being a youth minister is just so rough. Like you, yeah. you don't, you don't really get to do yeah. like the life giving things that, mm -hmm. you know, perhaps being a missionary like yeah. gave you because you didn't really have to worry about the back end yeah. or anything like that. But a, a director of youth ministry uh, loves the entire process yeah. too. So th that means loving like all the lows in addition to the highs yeah, uh, and whether that's people or, or things too, the director of youth ministry sees that entire scope, understands the scope too. But you know, maybe maybe that wasn't you when you decided to interview for a job, uh, and now you have the job, and and now all these things are just crashing on you mm -hmm. right now too. And so yeah. we really believe that uh, the call to be director of youth ministry is in fact a call, and it should be discerned, mm -hmm. and even better if you can discern it beforehand yeah beforehand well. for sure i think another part another thing that's so crucial in being really clear about why uh you are a director of youth ministry or just why a parish should have youth ministry we've talked about youth ministry we talked about the mission of god in a parish and now we're focusing on like your role it's important because when people start coming to you with their different problems, concerns, they're coming mm -hmm. with their perception of what the youth minister should do. Yeah. And so, um, you know, I've been reading the book on boundaries a lot, so this is coming up a lot, but setting boundaries is about being really clear when someone steps over the line around your boundary and clarity about what your job is actually about. And if you don't have clarity, it's hard for you to collaborate with your pastor, but it's also hard for you to set boundaries when someone pushes into an area that, that um, is not what your job is. Um, yeah. And so that can be a, that can become an issue with parents and we can start feeling stretched in a bunch of different directions, or we can feel people kind of stepping over our boundaries because we don't know where they are. We don't know what, what our job right. actually and, is. And maybe, maybe that, that could be its own separate episode too, because I, I know that one of my weaknesses is, you know, like, uh, you know, as the director of youth ministry, I, I like to look at, you know, the next three to five years and what yeah. I'm doing is carefully discerned. And, yeah. uh, the reality is right now, like I'm the only person in my department of youth ministry. Mm -hmm. And so I'm having marketing meetings by myself, you know, budget meetings by myself, <laughs> design meetings, meetings by, by myself. Yeah, Can we do it's it, Nick? It's really amazing. Do I want to do it? <laughs> yes. Let's do it. Do we have the confidence for this? We do, Nick. We do. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> like, and so since, since you have planned it over, but you don't professionally have somebody to, I guess, talk things through with. I mean, sure, you might have adult members and other like a youth who might want a voice in it too. But, but when somebody questions like a decision yeah. on how things are running yeah, and, and it's yeah, a big yeah. picture decision, sometimes I, I do have the problem in just uh, seeing that as like a personal attack, yeah. Yeah, you yeah. know? And so, uh, especially if it's like an adult of the parish who I care mm -hmm. about, I mean, I care about all of them, yeah. you know? Uh, but if, if I know it's a parent who, is really invested in the youth ministry and, and they're just authentically like asking like, well, what was the idea behind this? You know, yeah. I, I immediately tell them or not immediately, but, but I let them know like, 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 Hey, I'm, I, if, if I get like amped up, it's cause I'm, I, I really care about this. Yeah. And here's the reason why. And this took a lot of time yeah. and a lot of prayer to actually come to this conclusion. Uh, and then I definitely make sure to say like, like, Hey, like 
if there's anything going on, like in this youth ministry that is kind of confusing, then that means that I'm not communicating well, um, or maybe sufficiently. And so if there's anything like at all, like, please, please come and tell me, don't just like not tell me and then maybe get separated even more from the youth ministry. Yeah. Like, let me know because I care about, or I value your opinion a lot more than the average parishioner mm. here, because mm. I know that you're invested yeah. and you've been with me. Here. Yeah. So that that and boundaries is probably going to be its own. Yeah, that'd be an amazing episode. episode. I would love to talk. I would love to do an episode okay. just on that. It's been coming up a lot. Um, so, I mean, at the beginning, we want to say that like the call to be a director of youth ministry is not a big V vocation, right? Like yeah. um, we all have this universal vocation to holiness, to life in Christ and to become saints, right? And then we have a particular vocation either to married life, um, the holy orders or consecrated celibates, right? Mm-hmm. So we have those particular vocations. And then, um, but this is in a sense, just a call in the sense that God uses our day-to-day activities and our role as a father, as a youth minister, um, you know, as a, um, as a citizen, God uses our situation to make us saints. And especially when we are involved in ministry, whether that's to our family members or whether that's in a professional capacity, God uses ministry, and you see this all throughout Scripture. God uses ministry to really like expose the weaknesses of the people He's um, calling into ministry, and also just like to to hone those down, like to grind them down. I remember a professor in college saying, "Like, man, when you get into ministry, all your flaws will be exposed, and those things are just going to be ground down." And it's a good thing that God wants. Yeah. God is wa- wants to make you a saint, and I I've told uh, people often because um, sometimes parents or or teens will say wow, it must be so great to just every day come into work and like talk about the faith and be so close to the church. And uh, that must be, you know, that must be really cool. And, and uh, you know, I always say like, I think, I think God called me into this because I'm just so weak (laughs) that I needed to be constantly around it. Like I have to constantly, you know, like, like not, it's not some, um, yeah, it's not just like for holier people than, I mean, there were normal people, right? Um, The other thing I want to say is that, um, well, and just to, to retouch on this, that the mission of God involves a parish that is a parish boundary mm-hmm. that, uh, the mission of God, the father sends his son who then both send the Holy spirit. The world is divided up into these dioceses. The diocese is divided up into these parish boundaries. The pastor's in charge of the parish. Mm-hmm. The pastor then, um, hires or, or asks for the help of professional in the sense that they are paid full time. Right. Yeah. He shares the responsibility yeah. He doesn't delegate it. Yeah, he shares the responsibility. And what we're kind of pitching, what we're presenting or proposing is that the youth minister partners with the pastor, the parents, and the parishioners to evangelize a specific age demographic, the, bring the mission of God to that yeah. specific age. So it's not that the youth minister's primary goal is to be the only one ministering to youth. The youth minister partners with the parish yeah. to shift the parish culture towards evangelization to a specific demographic. Yeah, and I, and I think if you're in the job as a youth minister and you don't have like the parish's best interest in mind, then I t- to me that leans towards just being the youth minister yeah. at the parish yeah, yeah. and not the director of youth ministry, just because all the other ministries of the parish, the essential ones, um, especially like children's formation leading into yours, and if there's a young adult. Um, ministry afterwards or even adult, if the kids even come back to that city that you're into, like ha- having, having, or just being conscious and aware of how those work and the fluidity mm-hmm. yep. of that yep. is so, so important yeah. um, when it comes to 
this professional aspect of the ministry. And one last thing, uh, I, I jotted down a few um, ways that sometimes people approach youth ministry or, or maybe the focuses that people think when they think of youth ministry. Mm-hmm. Sometimes people think youth ministry is just community. It's just like you're providing Catholic community for other Catholic kids. Yeah. Um, sometimes people think youth ministry is just a way for kids to serve. That it's just a way for kids to have service opportunities and to be involved in social justice. And mm-hmm. wouldn't that be something nice? <laughs> um, then sometimes you have this catechesis religious ed component. Like, well, we have Catholic kids and they just really need vigorous theology and religious education. And that's right. all youth ministry should be is class. And our kids need to learn apologetics and they need to learn just um, uh, this intellectual side of the faith. And then there's the final thing where um, the, I think the, the more, um, the more dangerous and tempting role is like we've said to view youth ministry as a youth minister ministering to a group of youth. Mm-hmm. And you have everything from people trying to minister to large groups of youth all by themselves with some volunteers that kind of help, but they're not seen as youth ministers. They're just kind of helping or even youth ministers who are just like, well, I can't reach everyone. So I'll just reach four. And I think it's a, it's kind of like, I mean, it's a, it's a, it's a misplaced good. Mm -hmm. Like, yes, we're called to minister to youth, but we're not called only to be just a youth minister. We're called to lead youth ministers at our parish. What do you think, Nick, what, what, like when you when we read through that list of youth ministry focuses, these temptations to focus on just one of these things? Yeah, what was that? Community, service. Um, catechesis. High catechesis, yeah. yeah. Um, I think, uh, well, I, I think there are some parishes that have youth ministers who are just genuinely amazing people. Uh, and they don't know where to start, and, and they are truly just the youth minister there. And so they think about, like, well, what would be nice to do? Yeah. Um, and so, yeah, let's let's get a dedicated youth space. Like, let's let's get Jesus posters on the wall. Mm-hmm. Like, you yeah. know, let's play uh, a Matt Marr CD, you know, yeah. while people are coming in. Like, you know, let's get pizza. You know, mm. let's just give them a place to belong. And, yeah. and, and that is... That, that is really amazing. And then it, it probably gets to the point where it's like, well, th- now we got to do something. Yeah. Now we're all here. Now we got to do something. These are really good things. Uh, and I'm, I'm always just a big proponent of saying like, you like your youth ministry that is just all hype is, is going to get old really quick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think kids and their BS meters are extremely, uh, uh, proficient yeah <laughs> and uh sensitive so, yeah yeah and so like after after hype like that's only gonna last so long after the hype they're gonna be looking at value and if you can't pr- provide the value like that catechesis or do it in, a, in an effective way then the, they're just gonna look somewhere else yeah. too and and hopefully that they're still pursuing some sort of truth mm-hmm. that being jesus christ elsewhere uh which if they are truly doing that i think they're just gonna wind up back at the catholic church yeah. you know but but still the catholic church needs a place for them to belong. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think some people can just say like, well, yeah, but we just need to present the sacraments to them. Like, okay, yeah, but we need to properly dispose them to the sacraments mm-hmm. yep. in order to properly dispose them. We need to, uh, do pre-evangelization and evangelization really well too. Exactly. Before, and before you do all that, before you start doing ministry outreach, you got to do ministry inreach first. Mm-hmm. You got to take yep. care of your own and then build an army yeah. and, and then go get it too. Yeah. And so I, I think when, when it comes to youth ministers who are just trying at least starting somewhere, like, I, I think that's good. Uh, and along like um, or just going along those lines, like you end up refining just what you actually need. Um, and so I'm, I'm not saying that it's it's bad to just start those things like 
Like it's, uh, I'm not saying to like have a perfect plan and just wait till that plan is perfect. Wait till you have all the catechists ready. Wait till, wait till you have like the perfect setup and then execute the plan. I mean, definitely start somewhere, but always be thinking like in the future and how to, I mean, there's always a higher virtue to pursue. Yeah. Like and, in anything. and all of these things that we've listed off are all good, but when that becomes the main focus, you yeah. miss, you miss kids that need something at a different stage. And so we're kind of p- proposing um, that you're ministering to all youth in your parish boundary, which means both the ones that are near and far yeah. youth f- far from Christ. So um, again, this is like this clear path of discipleship, doing things for people at the different stages in the journey. They're yeah. At. And, and I think, uh, operating not as the director of youth ministry. Um, I mean, if, if you just have like that one dimensional uh, mindset of youth ministry, like, okay, we have community, we do catechesis, we do service, mission trip, you know, whatever. Um, and I think not having the, like the entire scope of the parish, like in mind that then that leaves you subject to somebody else in the parish, just asking things of the youth ministry. And then you're just left saying like, okay, yeah, the youth ministry can do that for you. Yeah. You know, whether that's help at, this other event or whatever, you know, like, which mm-hmm. that's not a bad thing, you know, but I, I definitely think there's an opportunity there to even educate and inform other parishioners, uh, other ministries of the youth ministry's function. Yeah. Um, because I think so many parishes suffer from uh, the youth ministry is uh, a ministry comprised of youth mm. rather then the youth ministry is the ministry to youth. Yeah, it's the ministry of the parish to youth. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's the so, whole parish yeah, to youth. Yeah, yeah. And so, and so, I think a true director of youth ministry at any opportunity that he or she has uh, is willing to communicate that to a parishioner who's mm-hmm. asking the youth ministry to do something for their them or their yeah. ministry that yeah. happens to serve the parish too. Uh, and like, it just begs like, like you as the director of youth ministry, do, do you have like this yearly? Like plan so that when somebody comes to you and says, "I think the youth should be doing this," or can the youth do this for us? Mm-hmm. Just like, well, we already have this satisfied here and there. You know, yeah. I can promote it for yeah, you. Yeah. Um, just give me a name and contact. If but if kids don't show up, you can't blame that on me. Like, yeah, I, I've already come up with a vision, the plan for youth ministry. If you want to be a part of that, yeah, I invite you into the ministry with us. Come join us on one of the nights. And that's the quickest way to start burning out is when you're saying yes to every idea yeah. instead. Yeah. It's like that project scope creep. Right where the project start, just starts becoming bigger and bigger yeah. and bigger as you're moving forward, so you can get you can easily burn out. So that again, that's why it's really important to be very very clear about what God is calling you to at a parish. Yeah, and I think what's key there is just the re- reversing that mentality. Instead of the youth ministry is there to serve the parish, is that the the parish itself is actively engaging in the ministry to yeah. the youth. Uh, I, I feel like we're straying away from like discerning that call. Though, yeah. Well, so yeah, let's go director. Yeah. Let's go into, so we've talked about what it isn't and let's go into some of the quality. I just wanted to say a few of these qualities of the call to youth ministry. Um, this kind of like little V vocation, like this is a, okay. Yeah. Th- this is important. Yeah. Cause before you get into anything, you mm-hmm. want to know like yeah. various criteria yeah, of yeah. what that is. So, yeah. So first go off, at the very beginning, this is a professional uh, role. And what that means is that this is a full-time role, mm-hmm. that this is, and I know that at some parish it's, it's going to be part-time or it's going to be different, but I think in general, if you're feeling called to parish work, um, ideally and ultimately you want to work full-time at a parish. And we're going to get into some of the implications of this a little bit deeper in you know the next episode and some of the further ones. But that just means that like, this is not this is not nonprofit work. 
Like this is not, yeah. this is not just volunteering. This is, yeah. this is like take, this is approaching this ministry as a profession and not as I'm just a volunteer. Even if you are of like, even if you, you're at a rural parish where the youth ministry position doesn't exist and you have to volunteer, you need to approach this as a professional. Yeah. And it doesn't necessarily mean you just have to wear a tie. It means that you should approach it. This is a, not a career, like you're just going to make a ton of money and you're seeing this as just a job. But in the sense of like, you you actually modeled this really well for me. Like you approached this as an actual profession. Like you were very professional in the way that you handled everything, the way you talked to parents and the way you presented yourself. This is a profession. This is not... Keep going. No, yeah, keep going. This is not... And... Um, <laughs> no, this about is, me. Keep going. Yeah, you're, you're amazing. All right. Uh, you, this is this is something that when people talk to you about it, you're not just a volunteer. You're not just a college kid who's hanging out with teens. You're more than that. This is a professional call to work for the church, and so we should treat it that way. Mm-hmm. Nothing about that. You don't have anything. I don't have it. What Gosh, you you're such a no, model hey, of professionalism. Hey, no, let's let's okay, fire okay, okay. Let's, let's, okay. let's get through. The it. next is um, this is an ecclesial call. So this yeah. is an ecclesial, you know, little v vocation in the sense that this is on behalf of the church. Sure. So that means that, and we can, again, we'll get into this in other episodes, but as a catechist as well, but just also as the youth minister, this is not about your own personal opinion on what should be taught to teens. Mm-hmm. This is about communicating and evangel- evangelizing God's people and communicating the deposit of faith and only that. Mm-hmm. So that means, and I see this a lot where youth ministers um, get into youth ministry and there are things that really impacted them and so they just repeat things that were really impactful for them. So like Eucharistic miracles were really impactful and they had yeah. this huge conversion and then their youth ministry consists of only Eucharistic miracles right. or apologetics or pro-life movement. And those are all great things. Yeah. But when we become uh, only sharing our experience or things that resonate with us, we're not representing the church. We're not welcoming people into the fullness of yeah. the church. Right, right. That's some catechesi tridende yeah. in there. Yeah, in yeah, that yeah. Paragraph Read that. Five to 13 or, yeah. or something mm. like that. But yeah, at the heart of that, it's like you're not rooting the teens into you or your personality or the youth ministry or yes. even the space where you uh, hang out for youth ministry, but yeah. but the end goal is to root them into the church. And I think that's really, really important to communicate to parents too when you have parent sessions, parent nights or things yep. like that. Just tell them like, like yeah, th- this is great, but at the end of the night, I'm, I'm challenging and I'm pointing to the liturgy. I'm pointing them to yeah. confession. That, well. the, and I think, have we talked about... I don't think we've talked about this, but this is why I kind of shy away from the term youth ministry. We just, I just, we came up with the name young church just to say like, we have a church and our ministry, our youth ministry is not a youth ministry. It's just the young people at our church. It's just young church. Right. Because we didn't want like the, the idea behind that was I felt like if I was constantly focusing on this is a ministry, I was constantly focusing on, this is a hospital where yeah. people that need Jesus come. Yep. And then I want them to just stay in this hospital. Yeah. And I want them to just come join us at this ministry where we're going to help people that don't know Jesus yet. And then when they know Jesus, just keep helping us know or helping us help others know Jesus. And the goal is not that people get rooted in life teen or your discipleship group or just your youth ministry, as fun as it is. The goal is that youth ministry would evangelize people and they'd become adults that are fully integrated into the right, church. Right, exactly. So like, yeah, you break your leg, you go to the hospital, you get fixed up. Once you're fixed up, you don't go back to the hospital as a yeah. patient, but you can come back to the hospital as a yeah. practitioner, yeah. A, yeah, a yeah. nurse, a doctor or yeah, whatever. Yeah. So like, yeah, like come back to the youth ministry as 
one that's fully functioning and active, yeah. like if you're a teen listening to this. I think we could get into that a little bit yeah, deeper no, in another that, episode as no, well. No, the, the, the first time you told me that, like five years ago, that, that definitely transformed the way I, I viewed what we were doing yeah. at the Bears. Uh, next is apostolic. So this is an apostolic vocation, meaning that not that we are apostles or bishops, but meaning that this missionary dimension of the director of youth ministry, that you are one who is sent as a missionary disciple. And so that means, and I was just talking with someone today about this. That means someone asked me, um, uh, not a youth minister, but a director of youth minister, a director of evangelization in another parish. She said, you know, do you go to mass at the parish that you work at? Mm -hmm. And, you know, I said, I know people have different opinions on this, but um, yeah, like my wife and I view this, as we're missionaries in a foreign territory, even though we love this parish and we feel like it's our home parish, um, we really view our role as being missionaries and missionaries aren't just preaching and teaching. They're integrated into the community. I mean, they're there. And part of, part of it is this long-term missionary, like um, what's the word? Like you're like an occupation of a territory, right? Like you're occupied there. You're, you're sent out in the same way that the apostles were to occupy a territory and, change people through your life and in, in, in that culture change. Mm-hmm. Definitely. Like, yeah. So, I mean, you're baptized, you're, you're baptized into that discipleship of Christ, you know, yeah. and it begs the question of like, okay, yeah, we're all disciples, but are we uh, active disciples in, in the work? Yeah. Our Lord, Father Mike Schmitz has that one analogy of like a shoe factory. If they never make a shoe, yeah, they're, they're a failure. Yeah. Like, you know, they can have the best equipment, the best staff, the best materials, but if they never put out a shoe, then that factory would be a failure. Yeah. Any Hickman just makes it so simple. Yeah. He says, you know, just like, like our, our Lord's marching order is to make a disciple. Yeah. Like that, that was his final command. Just go out and make disciples. Yeah. 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 And then we're like, no, 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 but we need lights. Like, no, we we need subwoofers. (laughs) Like, no, no, no. We we need haze machines. Yeah. And and those, those are fun. I I may or may not have some of those things (laughs) in my youth group, you know? Yeah. Uh, And so, like and any like would break this down just like a father would tell like his child like hey go take out the trash you know but then the kids just like well well yeah but I, I don't have all the right tools with me you yeah. know the trash can isn't on wheels wouldn't it be better if the trash can was on wheels yeah and let's then, make some wheels father, what if we made some wheels the father's just yeah let's make some wheels four days later <laughs> it's like you're still making wheels and stuff and the dad's like yes yeah, take out the freaking trash i know edmund and i thought it would be really awesome to build our own lights <laughs> Build a, oh the free, is yeah. that what you were referencing? I thought you no, were referencing that. No. Yeah, we, we thought it'd be really awesome. Like, yeah, wouldn't it be really cool if we just built spent our own way lights? too much we time spent, on that. We went to Home Depot. We cut up the wood. We painted it. We left it, it outside. Didn't and it rained work at all. It rained on it. You know, but it turned into the the trash. This apostolic marching order: just go make disciples. That's that's that that's the end goal. Yeah, and, that's and a big thing. It, like, it just begs the question: Well, then, how do you do that? And what's the best way to do that in your specific position at the church uh, in the community? Uh, and there's other circumstances, well, it, obviously. But at the end of the day, you're you're making disciples. You're not creating just a fun environment for yeah. kids, or it's not just doing things, but it's creating lifelong but, disciples of Jesus. But Christ. I think it's it's kind of the counterbalance to this is a professional role. Yeah. Like the counterbalance to that is, or the counter to that is like this is not a nine to five though. That doesn't mean yeah, you yeah, have yeah, to. Yeah. That so, doesn't mean you have to work a hundred hours a week. It just no. means it just means like when you think of what a missionary does who's sent to a foreign land. What are the tr- what are the habits that they have? What are the things they have to do? What's the way that they approach a yeah. foreign 
a foreign country or foreign land that they're occupying as missionaries, right? Like yeah. they get to know the people. They become one with the people. They learn to speak the language of the people. They're, they're sharing the life with the people, but also like it's more than just a nine to five job. It's, it's sure. a lifestyle. Yeah. I mean, it's a living next door to people. It's a being seriously. fully rooted into that community. It, it blows my mind when somebody uh, who works in parish ministry can, uh, you know, physically and mentally clock out yeah. when, when they yeah. leave for work. And, and that it just blows my mind. Like if, if you have no desire to uh, be interpersonal, yeah. you know, yeah. with parishioners, then like, yeah, maybe youth ministry is and not it. You probably have a ton of gifts. Yeah. You know, and, and the pastor, the pastor that uh, hired me at St. Francis, that was one of the things he said. He's like, you're one of the first youth ministers I met who this seemed like it was more than a job. Oh yeah. Like the, he was like, like, like that, that you had discerned, you were called for it. And that was evident when that me. I was approaching it as a, like, this is me and my family's like yeah. vocation as missionaries yeah. is to be embedded in this community yeah. and, and do this long-term. Yeah. We should move on a little bit. Um, the next quality of this call to youth ministry is that it's a prophetic call. And what I mean by that is um, when we think of, prophets in the old Testament. And the, and this is similar for catechists. Um, uh, a ca- the, the prophets are the old Testament version of what we now have in the, this new age of the church. Um, this age of Pentecost, right? Mm-hmm. Um, they are catechists. And so in the old Testament, they were prophets. Prophets bring God's word to God's people. Prophets are burdened with, um, burdened with <laughs> the sins of God's people, mm-hmm. but they're also burdened with a vision for the future. They're burdened with God's vision for where God's people need to go. Yeah. And they're sent with this, um, you know, like Jeremiah. Uh, I love the, I mean, this has given me so much hope as a youth minister or, or just like inspiration, I guess. Um, but there's this part where Jeremiah, he's given this call to be a prophet, to bring God's word to, to God's people, to stir their hearts and bring them back to the Lord. And it causes a lot of problems for him. And there's this part where he says, I decided I would no longer speak like God's word. And it's and it, um, this beautiful passage where it says, but then God's word became like fire in my bones and I had to speak. And like that is the type of call, not just to youth ministry, but to work in a parish. That's the call. That's a call on all of us as disciples. But that really you have to discern. Is it, it's like, is God's word a fire in your bones to go in front of people to go in front of other um, disciples or, or people who are far from the Lord with this burden of a vision for the parish. And it's a specific type of burden, right? Um, It's different than a burden to just go work in a secular job and bring God to those who are far from, from here or far from church, right? This is a different type of burden. This is a burden for a parish that could more effectively evangelize youth. This is a burden for parents and teaching them how to return to the Lord and effectively evangelize their youth. It's a burden for helping pastors evangelize youth. That's that like type of prophetic burden that we should be discerning. I mean, it's a baptismal call. Mm, like yeah. You have it, you bear it, you have yeah. that power. It's yeah, in yeah. you. Just because you sin a little bit. Yeah. Just because like you, yeah, yeah. you don't think you're the best, you know, yeah. like, I mean, God straight up told Isaiah, like, I've, I've seen your ways. Yeah. Uh, but I'm still calling you. Yeah. Um, and he says, like, though worn out by your many misdeeds, uh, you never said it is hopeless. Mm. New strength you found, and so you did not weaken. Like, get get out there. Find mm. that new strength. Yeah. Moving on. Yeah, so, I mean, 
again, we're all called to be the, to embrace the prophetic office of Jesus Christ. We're baptized into the priesthood, prophet, and kingly no. role. But this is specifically uh, directed towards the parish, the parents, the pastor, the youth. Um, no. Next is that the role of this call to youth ministry is um, the call of the evangelist. And what that means is that it's not just religious education. It's not just social justice. It's the call of someone who has the burden, uh, again, the burden, the burden of bringing the gospel message to people who are far from the Lord in the context of youth ministry at a parish. So um, the opposite of this would be, I'm just called to be a catechist or I'm just called to, to share community. Mm -hmm. This really is a call to learning how to, if you don't know how, but to helping a parish learn how to propose friendship with Jesus mm -hmm. to people who are, who don't know that. Uh, that's a really distinct part of that call. I think the, and then the counter, the other side of that would be that um, the call to youth ministry is a call to be a catechist. And so I've seen the opposite as well, where people are like, well, I'm, I'm just a youth minister. I'm not a catechist. Mm -hmm. But again, if a catechist is the kind of like this age of the church, um, that version of a prophet, that means that the catechist role, again, it's an ecclesial role. As a catechist, you are echoing all of the deposit of faith to disciples. When people want to become a disciple, you are a catechist in the sense that you are echoing the deposit of faith and only the deposit of faith to people that need to grow as disciples. So professional, ecclesial, apostolic, or missionary, prophetic, the evangelist, and the catechist. I feel like that's a pretty good... Would you add anything to that? Fundraiser? Yeah, 100%. 100%. Uh, as we're wrapping this up, um, I think we're just kind of coming back to this question again now. You know, why do you feel God is calling you to, to become the director of a parish youth ministry? Or is God calling you, oh, this is another distinction. Maybe you can talk about this, Nick, because I've talked about this in previous episodes. But, you know, what does it mean? What does the difference between God calling you to youth ministry to be a youth minister and God calling you to be a director of youth ministry, maybe in summary. Yeah. I mean, I guess if uh, I would say like an effective director of youth ministry uh, can work in the ministry, but also work on the ministry. Mm, yeah. And so I think uh, a youth minister who might not be gifted, uh, you know, as uh, someone who can uh, vision orient that vision to various, you know, appropriate goals or things like that, you know, like that's, it's not bad if you can't do that. Like you just have specific gifts and you're probably like an amazing rock star for a director of youth ministry or director yeah. of evangelization for uh, your parish. And so if, if you find it hard at the moment to work on the ministry, what I mean by on the ministry is, is setting up infrastructure, uh, catechetical training for vision uh, strategy. Exactly. Uh, you know, looking at um, like the vision and, and, and being able to identify various tactical things for a specific demographic, you know, if you're looking at the catechumenal model for yeah. those who yeah, are yeah. in this period of uh, evangelization or maybe perhaps mystagogy, yeah. stuff like that. If and you're so, not excited about training other people to do youth ministry, I that would, would pursue be a, a direct. Yeah, that would be a warning like, sign. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's not to say that you can't do it or that you can't develop those things. Yeah. Uh, but, but again, this episode is about discerning the call to youth ministry and, and we're defining that as yeah. being able to work not just in the ministry, but on the ministry. Yeah. Because if you don't work on the ministry, then that means nobody else is working on the ministry. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and that means that your ministry is just existing. It's just there. 
You could be doing good stuff. Uh, is it growing uh, or is it moving somewhere? You know, are you all oriented towards the same thing? Uh, I think another, so maybe we can go into some of the warning signs, like some of the things we've heard um, where people maybe got a false read that they were getting a call to youth ministry. Okay. I think one of them is especially high school students who maybe have a very dynamic youth ministry program or see a very dynamic youth minister. They think, well, this looks so, like so much fun, but they're really only yeah. seeing like 20% of the job, right? Sure. Like they're seeing like, oh, you're playing games. You're really excited and dynamic. You're inspiring. You go on all these trips. Yeah, it's like, oh, you've been at camp this whole week. You've yeah. been working all yeah, week. Yeah, this like, seems so and fun. And now you get to take four days off. Yeah. And in reality, as a youth minister, you feel really guilty taking those four days yeah. off, especially after camp because yeah. of all the things that you need to do. Yeah. But that's what some people see. Yeah. And, just, and and there's so there's a lot, there's kind of like the, the ugly side, you know, there's the pretty side and the ugly side of, yeah. of every job, right? Um, but in youth ministry, it's way more than that. It's casting that parish-wide vision. Yep. Another one is that I hear a lot is people feeling very, and we've touched on this a little bit, but f- people feeling like they're called to work directly with youth yeah. and not realizing, then they get into youth ministry and realizing a year in that only about a third of their job is working directly with youth. Another yeah. third is working with volunteers. And then another third is like literally sitting at the parish doing administrative work. Yeah. Or, 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 yeah. Emails. Or working on curriculums <laughs> yeah. or working on resources and yeah. planning and events. Contracts. Yeah. 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 TPS reports. <laughs> <laughs> what are some other warning signs like you can think of or some um, like false positives? <laughs> is that a good way to say that? Like when someone thinks like, I think I'm called to youth ministry and then you ask them more and it's like, I'm I'm a really fun guy. <laughs> uh, it, typically, it's I want to be a speaker. Oh yeah. So yeah, I'm yeah. gonna do youth ministry, and you know, and and that could be beneficial, but that's just it, it would only benefit you personally. Yeah. You know, like you would be doing youth ministry selfishly, yeah. I guess, and and not for the sake of the betterment of the whole parish, yeah. uh, or or even those kids there. So like, I mean, it's it's a good stepping stone. Like, yeah. right. If, if you really want to be like a, a Catholic speaker and stuff and getting into youth ministry, because you're going to be speaking every week, sometimes twice a week. Mm-hmm. Like, I mean, like, yeah, like you, you've taught me like only do things, only accept things that can contribute to what you want to become. Yeah. And so selfishly like, yeah, that, there's nothing wrong with that. Yeah. But if you want to, <laughs> I don't know if pursuing like, the director of youth ministry, if that's is, your is only the, role is the end goal, yeah. like, you know, but, yeah, I don't know. Like, yeah, so getting into youth ministry just because you want to be a Catholic speaker, like, yeah, like being a director of youth ministry is probably not it. Unless yeah, because ultimately the way we're setting up this, you know, vision for youth ministry, your your ultimate goal is to work yourself out of a job. Your ultimate well, goal would be that your volunteers, your pastor, the parents, and all the youth in your parish boundary would be so, like, they would know how to do youth ministry that they wouldn't need you. Well, yeah. Right? I mean, well, well, like, like you're still essential, I would say. Like, you would operate as, like, a CEO type of figure. Like, yeah. coming in to consult, like, uh, advise, direct, you know, like, meeting, 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 yeah. meeting, you know. Yeah, yeah. And then throwing yourself into yeah. the occasional camp talk here, you know, because you're... It, you essentially would be vital to the back end, yeah. But as far as like the implementation of, of it all, like it's all. But if all your pa- if all your parents were saints, I mean, they'd be raising holy kids. You That's know, true. Who needs? And a you just kind of yeah. So let's get real real quick, real quick. Uh, let's get in practical advice for beginning to discern youth ministry before yeah. you get 
into the position. Okay. Let's say you're in high school or college. Um, yeah. I think first of all, talking to other youth ministers at 100%. different types of parishes. Yeah. Big parishes down in Texas, small parishes in the northeast, yeah. large parishes in the northwest. Like, just get on the phone with youth ministers. Uh, talk to youth minister friends, get as many perspectives uh, as you can. Yeah. Uh, you know, you don't want to waste people's time, but I think like a quick, you know, can can I talk to you for 30 minutes, 20 minutes um, about your, just your life, your family life, like uh, your long-term goals, like how your experience has been, things that you wish you would have known beforehand. Yeah. I think that's really huge. Secondly would be, and we've mentioned this a little bit, volunteer on a core team. Yeah. So um, when I was in college, they kind of like not forced us, but we had a practicum where we had to be on a core team of like a dynamic youth ministry program. So getting that experience would be good before like jumping headfirst. Um, thirdly would be to actually shadow a youth minister. I think that's really effective. Um, and if you're in college right now, you'd be surprised how many youth ministers would a hundred percent love for you to at least just like follow them around the office for a week over yeah. the summer. Yeah. Um, Next would be to take some online courses in youth ministry, um, maybe or maybe attend a conference. Is the uh, John Bosco conference at Steubenville? Um, uh, Life Teen has conferences. Just like go before you even decide to go into youth ministry. Um, Franciscan at Home, I think .org or .com, they have uh, courses in youth ministry. You know, find a parish that has a subscription to that. So take some of those. Just take like one or two of those classes in youth ministry, or you know if or discern going to a college that has youth ministry and see if that's really the direction you want to go. Would you add anything else to that? Uh, I think those are very practical and those are very good. I think to like shadowing a youth minister, uh, I, I would pick one who you uh, essentially want to be just like, you know, yeah. uh, because if, if you value like not just the ministry, but, but, uh, but the person too, like that's going to, that's going to speak a, a lot to you provided, you know, you actually do enter the profession of, of youth ministry. And so uh, like, yeah, soaking everything in is, is really good, but I, I would just really stray away from, uh, just, uh, I mean, really like if you don't think, or if you don't think this youth minister is going to use you effectively, then maybe I wouldn't shadow yeah. at that parish. Or maybe yeah. that's the only one local to you, like, you know? And so I don't know. I, I just wouldn't want you to waste your time. Yeah, you that's know? true. Yeah. That's a so, good point. Yeah. So yeah, f find one who is, doing really well, you yeah. know, and just say like, Hey, like, I, I, I want to do this really, really badly. Uh, I really respect you and I would love to learn from you, uh, and what you got. And, and if, if you can't tell if they are a director of youth ministry or just a youth minister, then, then maybe slow down. Yeah. That's <laughs> with, a really, with that person. That's a really good point. Yeah. As, uh, as far as like the non-practical sides of, uh, of discerning, like uh, I would definitely find somebody to accompany you in this discernment mm, as well yeah, uh, yeah. to speak truth to you uh, because, uh, and you would do this with somebody who knows you really well, who loves you really well. Uh, perhaps it's a parent, maybe it's a really close friend. Maybe it's uh, the person or persons who discipled you, uh, or maybe it's just a, a, a priest locally. Yeah. Like that's going to help you just in this discernment process. The second is I would keep that soul as clean as possible mm. as you are. I mean, at, at all times, keep that soul as clean yeah, as possible. Yeah. But especially if you're discerning something, uh, this is, uh, it could be extremely life-changing uh, and you want to always be listening or being, uh, be attentive to like God's voice. Um, but in something like this, uh, being a director of youth ministry, like that means you could, 
improve someone's spiritual life like exponentially or maybe you could really damage somebody's spiritual life too so like again this director of youth ministry it's not just for you but it's in service to the church and so having somebody uh accompany you in that kind of discernment i i think is really really important so again having somebody who uh, knows you really well loves you really well in order to speak those kinds of truths too and so and and uh, keeping yourself out of a state of mortal sin you know keeping yourself in a state of grace yes we'll we'll definitely aid aid that process too uh be going to mass every single day uh the best uh discernment advice that i got was uh one of my really good friends he was in seminary at the time and uh i was really uh thinking through this really uh, big decision in my life. And he told me to only, uh, to limit my prayer about that one thing to uh, once a week. Interesting. So it was in addition to my personal prayer. So he wanted my prayer, um, I mean, my personal prayer for the day to be centered on our Lord Jesus Christ and my relationship with him. Uh, He didn't want the uh, discernment to rule over my relationship with Jesus Christ. Wow. Yeah. And so he only gave me just one one day a week, one hour a week, that I could do it in addition to my personal prayer that yeah, day. That's amazing. And so I would do that. I, I remember I did. I was in college. I did it on uh, on Wednesday, and I selected like a holy hour at my college for like really late at night. Yeah. And so I dedicated yeah, yeah. that whole holy hour to yeah. to that discernment process. And and I think that was really good. Yeah. Uh, it, it rightly ordered. The process. Um, in addition to that, to uh, Father Walter Chizik, uh, he was a Jesuit priest. He says there's three criteria, uh, you know, that he followed when discerning things. Um, the first thing you need to ask yourself, like, uh, are you convicted uh, to whatever that thing is? So, in terms of being director of youth ministry, is that a conviction? Uh, and maybe it's a conviction to some other element that a youth minister does. But right now, we're talking about a director of youth ministry who is professional, ecclesial, apostolic, prophetic an evangelist and a catechist too. So are you convicted to it? Uh, secondly, do you find peace in that decision too? Meaning like uh, ultimately do you find peace? Yeah. Like sure, you can be nervous about some things, uh, anxious about some things, you know, like you, you could doubt a, a little bit, you know, but ultimately overall, when you look at the whole scope of being a director of youth ministry, you have peace with it. Yeah. Uh, lastly, uh, it's pretty simple. That Does that make you happy? Mm. Does, being, does being the director of youth ministry make you happy? So mm. conviction, peace and happiness. If you're missing one of those three things, then uh, Father Chizik would say like you, you might not be called to that yeah. too, you know, but, but again, this is why you have somebody accompanying you in this uh, spiritual decision. That's amazing practical discernment advice. I think uh, one thing that came up as you were talking about this, that maybe we could close with this is that youth ministry is not a holier calling. I think that's one of the oh, other things. I'd, yeah, no, no, I, <laughs> I, I, I agree that, that you're holier than oh yeah no hundred percent yeah yeah <laughs> it's like clericalism but youth youth, ministry- youth ministryism yeah no I mean that I think that's one of the warning signs I would put in there is that sometimes when people have a powerful conversion to the Lord they look around to people who are working yeah. in the church and they think well this is a way to answer yeah. that call uh, yeah. to be close to Jesus is to give my life to the church yeah. and I would just say that that is not youth ministry like God is calling us to be holy in every any vocation. Uh, like in, in any um, state of life, right? Like in any state of life, in any yep. uh, profession, God is calling us to be holy and he will make us saints in that profession. Mm-hmm. Working for the church is not a holier calling. It's not a like higher calling, right? right? Um, we're all called to do youth ministry if we have kids. Like we're, yeah. all, call, like we're all called to work for the parish Doesn't as volunteers, right? We're all called to be involved. And so just, it's just, just a, have a different role. Yeah, it's just a distinct role, right? Yeah. So. Um, so I yeah. remember at, at, uh, St. Thomas, there was like a, uh, 
there was like it wasn't a debate, uh, but it was just uh, what's it called when both parties just present their sides, but they're not attacking each other's arguments. Tennis. A, a discourse. Uh, Tennis. A, <laughs> that's not it. A discourse. Uh, uh, a dialogue. Uh, yeah, probably it was just a dialogue. Whatever. Uh, and the, the the topic was: Is the priesthood a higher vocation? So uh, yeah, uh, I, a higher yeah, calling, higher vocation. Yeah, I know that. That's... And and they they were talking back and forth. I thought the official church teaching was that it is. I think that's what it says in scripture. Right, right. And so I, I don't remember who it was, um, but like, yeah, one of the arguments was like, yeah, th- just yeah. that that the church teaches. Well, yeah, like it doesn't mean that it is a greater calling, a greater vocation. It is just a higher. It's like, higher. It, it's not a rank or anything, yeah. but but it is higher. Yeah, because like <laughs> then, Paul says, it's better for all of you to like basically live celibate and give your life as priests but for some of you you're going to be there was there was a seminarian in the crowd who you know it was QA afterwards and he asked like okay well then if the priesthood is the higher calling then wouldn't it be the greater sacrifice to give that up oh shoot this is some like the last will be first and the first will be last so i'm going to be last so i'm going to be first so that i'm last so then i'm first so that you you think we got to wrap it up (laughs) <laughs> We've discerned that this episode's over. <laughs> this was an amazing. This is a really, really good episode. Um, yeah. Uh, speak to us on Instagram. You can find us on Instagram. Yep. Faith's posting all over Instagram. Uh, also, we have um, a course on our website, CatholicYouthMinistryPodcast.com, the longest URL in the world. Um, we have a, a quick, like, well, not quick, but like a get started with the youth ministry mindset course. That might be a good way for you to discern uh, youth ministry and. Um, yeah, if you're in college, like email me and I'll I'll give you some promo code and give it to you for free so you don't have to pay for it because college students are poor. But um, yeah, um, reach out to us. Any other last things? Uh, if you're seeing this on Facebook or YouTube, please share this and and comment there, like it, share yeah, it with your yeah. friends. Communicate with us uh, by email in the DMs or whatever, and yeah. t- let us know if you're discerning a call to be a director of youth ministry because we want to pray for you. Yeah, hundred percent. All right, God bless. Talk to you later. Bye.